Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, September 20th. It is hard to believe that another year has gone by and we are almost done with completing a one-year reading cycle through the entire Bible. The new one-year Bible reading cycle begins on October 9, 2023. We have posted the reading schedule for the 2023-24 year on the Daily Audio Torah website right on the home page. Congratulations for reading along with me through the entire Bible in one year. I encourage you to keep on going. This is one of the ways that Yeshua, our Messiah, speaks to us through His Word. He also speaks to us by His Holy Spirit. Staying in the Word keeps our discernment sharp. As we hide the Word of God in our hearts, this protects us from propaganda, lies, and deception that is so prevalent in the mainstream media and culture today. How has this one-year journey of reading the Bible impacted you? I would love to hear your comments or feedback. You can reach me at bridgeconnector at startmail.com or you can leave a comment in the post below. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Hazinu, which means give ear. Deuteronomy 32, 32-42 Ah, the vine for them is from Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah. The grapes for them are poison, a bitter growth, their clusters. Their wine is the venom of asps, the pitiless poison of vipers. Lo, I have it all put away, sealed up in my storehouses, to be my vengeance and recompense. At the time that their foot falters, yes, their day of disaster is near, and destiny rushes upon them. For Hashem will vindicate His people and take revenge for His servants when he sees that their might is gone, and neither bond nor free is left. He will say, Where are their gods, the rock in whom they sought refuge? 
who ate the fat of their offerings and drank their libation wine. Let them rise up to your help, and let them be a shield unto you. See then that I, I am he, there is no God besides me. I deal death and I give life, I wounded and I will heal. None can deliver from my hand. Lo, I raise my hand to heaven and say, as I live forever, when I whet my flashing blade and my hand lays hold on judgment, vengeance will I wreak on my foes, will I deal to those who reject me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood as my sword devours flesh, blood of the slain and the captive from the long-haired enemy chiefs. Isaiah 33, 10 to 36, 22. Now I will arise, says Hashem. Now I will exalt myself. Now raise myself high. You shall conceive hay, give birth to straw. My breath will devour you like fire. Peoples shall be burnings of lime, thorns cut down that are set on fire. Hear, you who are far, what I have done. You who are near, note my might. Sinners in Zion are frightened. The godless are seized with trembling. Who of us can dwell with the devouring fire? Who of us can dwell with the never-dying blaze? He who walks in righteousness speaks uprightly, spurns profit from fraudulent dealings, waves away a bribe instead of grasping it, stops his ears against listening to infamy, shuts his eyes against looking at evil. Such a one shall dwell in lofty security, with inaccessible cliffs for his stronghold, with his food supplied and his drink assured. When your eyes behold a king in his beauty, when they contemplate the land round about, your throat shall murmur in awe, where is one who could count? Where is one who could weigh? Where is one who could count all these towers? No more shall you see the barbarian folk, the people of speech too obscure to comprehend, so stammering of tongue that they are not understood. When you gaze upon Zion, our city of assembly, your eyes shall behold Jerusalem as a secure homestead, a tent not to be transported, whose pegs shall never be pulled up, and none of whose ropes shall break. For there Hashem in his greatness shall be for us like a region of rivers, of broad streams, where no floating vessels can sail, and no mighty craft can travel. Their ropes are slack, they cannot steady the sockets of their masts, they cannot spread a sail. For Hashem shall be our ruler, Hashem shall be our prince, Hashem shall be our king, he shall deliver us. Then shall indeed much spoil be divided, even the lame shall seize booty. And none who lives there shall say, I am sick. It shall be inhabited by folk whose sin has been forgiven. Approach. 
O nations, and listen. Give heed, O peoples. Let the earth and those in it hear, the world and what it brings forth. For Hashem is angry at all the nations, furious at all their host. He has doomed them and consigned them to slaughter. Their slain shall be left lying, and the stench of their corpses shall mount, and the hills shall be drenched with their blood. All the host of heaven shall molder. The heavens shall be rolled up like a scroll, and all their host shall wither like a leaf, figure, withering on the vine, or shriveled fruit on a fig tree. For my sword shall be drunk in the sky, lo, it shall come down upon Edom, upon the people I have doomed, to wreak judgment. Hashem has a sword, it is sated with blood, it is gorged with fat, the blood of lambs and he-goats, the kidney fat of rams, for Hashem holds a sacrifice in Basra, a great slaughter in the land of Edom. Wild oxen shall fall with them, young bulls with mighty steers, and their land shall be drunk with blood, their soil shall be saturated with fat. For it is Hashem's day of retribution, the year of vindication for Zion's cause. Its streams shall be turned to pitch, and its soil to sulfur. Its land shall become burning pitch. Night and day it shall never go out. Its smoke shall rise for all time. Through the ages it shall lie in ruins. Through the eons none shall traverse it. Jackdaws and owls shall possess it. Great owls and ravens shall dwell there. He shall measure it with a line of chaos and with weights of emptiness. It shall be called, No Kingdom is There. Its nobles and all its lords shall be nothing. Thorns shall grow up in its palaces, nettles and briars in its strongholds. It shall be a home of jackals, an abode of ostriches. Wildcats shall meet hyenas. Goat demons shall greet each other. There, too, the Lilith shall repose and find herself a resting place. There the arrow snake shall nest and lay eggs, and shall brood and hatch in its shade. There too the buzzard shall gather with one another. Search and read in the scroll of Hashem. Not one of these shall be absent, not one shall miss its fellow, for his mouth has spoken. It is his spirit that has assembled them, and it is he who apportioned it to them by lot whose hand divided it for them with the line. They shall possess it for all time. They shall dwell there through the ages. The arid desert shall be glad. The wilderness shall rejoice and shall blossom like a rose. It shall blossom abundantly. It shall also exult and shout. It shall receive the glory of Lebanon, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They shall behold the glory of Hashem, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are slack. Make firm the tottering knees. Say to the anxious of heart, Be strong, fear not, behold your God. Requital is coming, 
the recompense of Hashem. He himself is coming to give you triumph. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb shall shout aloud, for waters shall burst forth in the desert, streams in the wilderness. Torrid earth shall become a pool, parched land, fountains of water, the home of jackals, a pasture, the abode of ostriches, reeds, and rushes. And a highway shall appear there, which shall be called the sacred way. No one unclean shall pass along it, but it shall be for them. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion will be there, no ferocious beast shall set foot on it. These shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk it. And the ransomed of Hashem shall return, and come with shouting to Zion, crowned with joy everlasting. They shall attain joy and gladness, while sorrow and sighing flee away. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah, King Sennacherib of Assyria marched against all the fortified towns of Yehuda and seized them. From Lachish, the king of Assyria sent the Rabshakeh with a large force to King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. The Rabshakeh took up a position near the conduit of the upper pool by the road of the fuller's field, and Eliakim son of Hezekiah, who was in charge of the palace, Shebna the scribe, and Joah, son of Asaph the recorder, went out to him. Then Rabshakeh said to them, You tell Hezekiah, thus said the great king, the king of Assyria, What makes you so confident? I suppose mere talk makes counsel and valor for war. Look, on whom are you relying, that you have rebelled against me? You are relying on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff, which enters and punctures the palm of anyone who leans on it. That's what Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is like to all who rely on him. And if you tell me that you are relying on Hashem, your God, he is the very one whose shrines and altars Hezekiah did away with, telling Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship only at this altar. Come now, make this wager with my master, the king of Assyria. I'll give you two thousand horses if you can produce riders to mount them. So how could you refuse anything, even to the deputy of one of my master's lesser servants relying on Egypt for chariots and horsemen? And do you think I have marched against this land to destroy it without Hashem? Hashem himself told me, Go up against that land and destroy it. Eliakim, Shebna, and Joah replied to the Rabshakeh, Please, speak to your servants in Aramaic, since we understand it. Do not speak to us in Judean, in the hearing of the people on the wall. But the Rabshakeh replied, Was it to your master and to you that my master sent me to speak those words? It was precisely to the men who were sitting on the wall who will have to eat their dung and drink their urine with you. 
And the Rabshakeh stood and called out in a loud voice in Judean, Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, Don't let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to save you. Don't let Hezekiah make you rely on Hashem, saying, Hashem will surely save us. This city will not fall into the hands of Assyria. Don't listen to Hezekiah. For thus said the king of Assyria, Make your peace with me, and come out to me, so that you may all eat from your vines and your fig trees, and drink water from your cisterns, until I come and take you away to a land like your own, a land of bread and wine, of grain and vineyards. Beware of letting Hezekiah mislead you by saying Hashem will save us. Did any of the gods of the other nations save his land from the king of Assyria? Where were the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where were the gods of Sepharvaim? And did they save Shamron from me? Which among all the gods of those countries saved their countries from me, that Hashem should save Jerusalem from me? But they were silent and did not answer him with a single word. For the king's order was, Do not answer him. And so Eliakim, son of Hezekiah, who was in charge of the palace, Shebna the scribe, and Joah, son of Asaph the recorder, came to Hezekiah with their clothes rent, and they reported to him what the Rabshakeh had said. Galatians 5.13-26 For, brothers, you have been called to liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the Torah is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the Torah. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. 
against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Psalm 64, 1-10 Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who whet their tongues like a sword, and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil manner. They commune of laying snares privily, they say, Who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord, and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. Proverbs twenty-three, twenty-three: Buy the truth, and sell it not. Also wisdom, and instruction, and understanding. I'd like to speak to you from our reading out of Isaiah 33 to 36, and then we're going to jump into Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to start in chapter 34 with verse 8, because this is a time marker. This whole chapter is talking about a time. What is that time? Verse 8, for it is Hashem's day of retribution, the year of vindication for Zion's cause. So this is talking about the end of days. This is talking about uh, the day of the Lord and when the Lord begins to judge the nations. So that's our time marker. Now let's jump into chapter 35. And there it is written, Strengthen the hands that are slack, in verse 3. Make firm the tottering knees. Say to the anxious of heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold your God, requital is coming. The recompense of Hashem, He Himself, is coming to give you triumph. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. I'm going to just pause right there and... That's a wonderful verse to really pray into, especially if you have unsaved loved ones. Perhaps if you have grown children that have wandered away from the Lord, um, or loved ones who their eyes are blind to the gospel, to the faith walk that we're in. So um, we can pray into this, that the Lord will open up the eyes of the blind, of those that we know who are in our circle of influence. 
continuing on. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, the tongue of the dumb shall shout aloud, for waters shall burst forth in the desert, streams in the wilderness. And in, then in verse 8, a highway shall appear there, which shall be called the sacred way. No one unclean shall pass along it, but it shall be for them. No traveler, not even fool, shall go astray. And so in this time of judgment, there's going to be God's escape plan. I do not believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Poof, you're out of here. Get on the rapture bus. No, I believe we are going to go through the tribulation. But the Lord is going to shield and protect his remnant people everywhere they are. And he's going to lead us on a journey home in a similar fashion as what he did when the children of Israel were in Egypt. They left Egypt, and then he led them cloud by day and pillar of fire by night on a journey. So here God is talking about a path will appear, a highway will appear. And continuing on, verses 9 and 10, No lion shall be there, no ferocious beast shall set foot on it, these shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk it. So, you know, there's been discussion about, well, maybe we're going to get translated and brought to a special place, uh, a place that's been set apart by the Lord where he's going to meet with us. That's possible. We might get translated. But this is saying that he's going to make a highway and only the redeemed will walk on it. The redeemed shall walk on this highway. Verse 10, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return, and shall come with shouting to Zion, crowned with joy everlasting. They shall attain joy and gladness, while sorrow and sighing flee away. I believe that that verse truly is talking about the greater exodus. And the... um. It's something that's describing a return, the return of God's people to his land, to Zion. Now, Mount Zion, I've seen it. It is in Jerusalem. You have a tremendous view of Mount Zion right from through the windows of Sukkot Halal, which is a 24-7 house of worship and prayer. It goes on for 24 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they've been there about 20 years, maybe longer. Um, and it is truly an, a stunning place. They have floor-to-ceiling windows overlooking the old city, and you can see Mount Zion from through the windows as well. Mount Zion is higher in elevation than the dome on the rock. And it says in Isaiah chapter 2 that when Yeshua returns, he will teach the Torah to the nations from Mount Zion. So, That's the destination. That's the place where we will be going. One more verse I want to look at, and that's Isaiah chapter 33, verse 22. And I'm going to read it in a different translation, the New Living Translation. Um, It, I think, captures the essence of it better. Uh, Isaiah chapter 33, verse 22 reads, For the Lord is our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. He will care for us and save us. So that word Lord, whenever you see the word Lord in all caps, 
um, really it's referring to yod heh to Yahweh. Yeshua and Yahweh are one. The Father and the Son, they are one. And so basically what this is saying is that Yeshua is our judge. Yeshua is our lawgiver. He gave us the Torah at Mount Sinai. And Yeshua is our king. He's the king of Israel and he's the king of the nations. He will care for us and save us. So that is a Yeshua sighting. In Isaiah chapter 33, verse 22, we have a Yeshua sighting there in the Hebrew scriptures. And now I want us to go into Galatians chapter 5. And here in this chapter, it's describing um, an inner conflict or an inner warfare that goes on between our flesh and our spirit. So if my, my perspective, if my orientation, if I am turned towards Mount Sinai and towards Moses, my flesh is operating. And I'm trying to keep the Torah by my own efforts and my own flesh. And if I'm oriented in that direction, facing Mount Sinai, walking towards Mount Sinai, putting myself under Moses, then there's biting and devouring, there's division, there's adultery, fornication, uncleanness, idolatry, witchcraft, strivings, envyings, murders, strife. That's the result of walking in the flesh and of orienting yourself towards Mount Sinai and Moses. So if instead my orientation is towards Mount Zion, where Yeshua is, I, instead of walking in the flesh, I am crucified to my flesh. I'm dead to my flesh. And I'm instead, I'm walking in the Spirit. And when I walk in the Spirit, the result and the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So, it's two different orientations. If you picture yourself in a valley, and in this valley there are two mountains, and you have to decide which mountain are you going to walk towards. Are you going to walk towards Mount Sinai and walk in the flesh and try to keep the Torah like an external rule book that is impossible to keep in the flesh? Or are you going to walk towards Mount Zion, where Yeshua is, and die to your flesh, be crucified to your flesh, and allow the Spirit of Christ within you to rise up, to energize you, and you're orienting yourself towards Mount Zion. And if you do that, you will see the fruit of the Spirit in your life. He goes on to say, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So, which mountain are you going to walk towards? Mount Sinai or Mount Zion? 
Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>